0: What's going on guys, this is Dave Heilman, the aka Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're presented to you today by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has exactly what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, sports gambling bash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All right, what's going on? I cannot believe week 10 is almost over. All the hype, all the excitement in the season. I mean, Fantasy playoffs are three or four weeks away. Chase, I brought in Chase Vernon. Chase, I'm not going to do you justice. So what, what do you got going on? Where, where are you from? Where can people find you?
1: What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to get this episode kicked off, of course. My name is Chase Vernon. You can find me over there at FF underscore intervention. I do work with, of course, Trophy Smack, which is where you see the majority of my content, my dumb tweets, and my entertaining stuff that, you know, really gets you you moving and you're purchasing trophies and championship belts. That's right. And you can also find me over there at playerprofiler.com. We do our live shows for the the podcast and on YouTube on Friday nights at 6 p.m. I'm on there with Jacob Sanderson where we talk DFS and help y'all win money. We did it this week, man. We had some Christian Watson takes, which I absolutely loved. We hammered those home. We called Kadarius Tony the winner of the week. So we had a couple great calls. I, I can't wait for this Friday because we got some spicier takes to, to conquer this week, man.
0: Yeah, those are good calls. And uh, it, was, it was definitely an interesting week. We had some guys that um, we haven't seen anything from this season. All of a sudden it was poof. Here it is. Um, We had some big injuries, and just to to go into the injuries, uh, and again, make sure you guys subscribe, make sure you guys comment, like the videos, and uh, we have giveaways and things like that. You don't want to miss out. Um, Make sure you give Chase a follow. But Chase, we got uh, Cooper Cup is probably the biggest name out of the injuries yesterday. The Rams season is just, it's looking like it's almost over, and now they just lost Cooper Cup. He had three catches for negative three yards yesterday. The worst game of his career and ended it with a high ankle sprain. He's gonna miss some time. Who benefits from this?
1: <laughs> um, can my answer be nobody? Uh, yeah. maybe Amon Raw St. Brown. Amon raw St. Brown <laughs> benefits from this. <laughs> no, nah, it I'm halfway kidding. I mean, honestly, like there's not a player on this roster that I'm running to go grab, right? Allen Robinson probably gets the biggest boost because don't forget Allen Robinson was one of the guy, the slot guys over there for the Chicago Bears. Uh, that was his primary role. Well, he was over there. So now he slots in and I talked about a prior season. I was like, I do not want Allen Robinson on any of my rosters unless I am rostering uh, Cooper Cup, because if he ends up being, you know, if, if Cooper Cup ends up missing time, then Allen Robinson immediately steps into a role that he's very familiar with and should see a massive increase in targets. I mean, we're talking about a guy that, that could see 10 targets a game. Uh, in a role that he's comfortable in. So I absolutely love, love Alan Robinson, but that's with a huge question mark, right? Like I, I love him if I'm somebody that already had him, but I don't want to go out and acquire him, right? Like I, I don't want to 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 sit there and try and make a trade for him. I don't want to have to go out there and, and spend all my waiver fab because he's going to be expensive to get if he's out there on waivers. So yeah, for me, you know, Alan Robinson was somebody that if I already had him on my roster, I'm ecstatic, you know, I love it. But outside of that, there's no real big fantasy news to talk about on this one.
0: Yeah, I mean Cooper Cup. He's a 29 year old dynasty receiver. We're going to talk about him later on today. Now he he's missing a good portion of his you know year 29 season, and if the Rams are out of it week 15, week 16, when he can come back, there's no reason for them to even play him. Like this could, like this could realistically be the end of Cooper Cup season. As 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 uh, crazy as that sounds, um, but it, it could be. And Allen Robinson's there. I doubt they go out and get Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not going to go and encourage anyone to get Ben Skoranek on their team. Um, Tyler Higbee gets a little bit of a bump um, just in some volume. Uh, he's been, you know, he's kind of the, I think second or third in targets on the team already. And so uh, so he gets, continues to be a PPR monster in a, a tight end wasteland. Um, we had some other injuries. Jerry Judy, uh, Jerry Judy, mid ankle sprain. Um, they said two to three weeks, um, Cortland Sutton wheels up. Um, anybody else you're interested in Denver?
1: No, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't have any, um, great any kind of great. crazy take. What, what was the, the guy who ended up having the touchdown catch vigil, right? V I G I L. Yeah. That's not, that's not something. He ended up being wide open on a blown coverage. Uh, it was, uh
0: Virgil for all those WWF. Yeah, fans. Virgil,
1: that's what it is. Um, yeah, there's just no real value here. I mean, what's K.J. Hamler dealing with injury-wise? Because I think he's somebody that is temporarily injured. It's not like he's on IR right now. Uh, he was, I think, a game-time decision or going up to it uh, day-to-day maybe prior to. So maybe some K.J. Hamler gets some more work in there if, if they start to use him as a primary receiver. Uh, but he can't say healthy. So for me, I'm out on um pretty much all these receivers outside of Cortland Sutton. And honestly, I don't think Cortland Sutton gets that big of a boost. Like
0: no. You know, he's just eh. He's, eh. yeah, he's yeah, uh, yeah it's it's not good. He's still got Russell Wilson and no uh the offense just looks terrible. Um Leonard for pretty awesome catch though. He had a pretty awesome catch. He did, did you see did the it? one
1: where he laid out and he he grabbed it one-handed like right above the or right below the turf right above the turf.
0: Uh, yeah that Sutton's had some big plays big plays. Um, and will the way Wilson's playing, he's going to have to make some more of those plays. Um, Leonard Fournette hit pointer, Rashad White also was, was dominating. Um, they get a bye week and so Leonard Fournette might be back in two weeks. Yeah. Um, I still think Rashad White is the better player here, but that doesn't always, like we all know Khalil Herbert's the better player, but Dave Montgomery's still getting the run. Is that going to be one of those situations or do you think they come back from the bye week and Rashad White wheels up? So, this is
1: weird a weird situation because we don't know what the Bucks are really doing. For me, I like last year for Nets, it looked like they were starting to ease up on them halfway through the season and then everybody ends up getting hurt or, or dealt with injuries or dealt with drops, Tom Brady didn't want to play with them. So, Justin Fournette, I mean, I'm sorry, Leonard Fournette ended up seeing an increased workload, especially in the receiving game towards the tail end of the season. But the year before that, they started to give Leonard Fournette a little bit of a break towards the end of the season, so that way they had him for the playoffs. Now, whether or not that's because of his performance or because of the fact that they really wanted to rest him so they had him for the playoffs, that's kind of up in the air. And right now, it sort of kind of feels like they're trying to give Leonard Fournette a little bit of rest, right? A little bit of rest before the playoffs end up hitting. So they're working in. Some Rashad White, right? They're trying to to get him reps and trying to get him, you know, all ready to go and to be able to to handle a bigger chunk of the workload, so that Leonard Fournette isn't, you know, just run down by the time that the playoffs hit. So for me, I think that it's probably the best time this could have happened for Rashad White because Leonard Fournette, they're not going to run him out there and practice him with the with a hit pointer. The things, it's painful, right? It's it's inconvenient. It's yeah, it's a injury. He's not he's not going to miss any time for it. But maybe Rashad White gets a enough rep over the next 14 days, or I should say, you know, 12 days or so enough reps with the first team to actually carve out his own role with the first team, which could end up giving him a, a better role or start role in fantasy. Cause up until now, up until this past week, you know, he hasn't really been startable or you haven't feel felt confident starting him in, in any week so far.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and, you know, Rashad white is someone that you had a little bit of a buy window, and in Dynasty, like that's that's over. And you had a cell window in Fournette, and that is slammed shut. Nobody's like nobody's gonna give you squat for Leonard Fournette right now. And I don't blame him. Um, the other major injury was Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz out for season ACL injury, I believe is what they said. Um that you know, we we saw Rondale Moore, and it's it's been a breakout three weeks in a row, he's been a top 16 receiver. Um, he's probably the one that benefits the most. I know people like Trey McBride, I do too. But Rondell Moore has been and and how about Colt McCoy? I mean, he's he's not gonna be out there running the ball like Kyler Murray, but you know, the offense looked pretty good. Uh looked looked pretty good with Colt McCoy. And uh, you know, I think the, the pass catchers did pretty well yesterday.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny because Colt McCoy actually fits into Cliff Kingsbury system, you know, like a glove. So We saw a very uh, positive outcome from from the settings with Colt McCoy running this offense, getting it off quickly, uh, making sure that his receivers are making the plays and that he's not forced to, which is what Colt McCoy has done for his entire NFL career, essentially. So... For me, uh, Trey McBride, he's going to get some work, right? He's going to see three to four targets a game. Uh, this going to be his first shot. He's a rookie tight end, and, and typically these guys take a little bit to adjust the NFL um, you know, to, to be able to understand the route concepts, blocking concepts, et cetera. So we're probably going to see an increased snap share. He's probably going to lead the team in snaps, but we're not going to see him you know, dominate touches. And honestly, like he's not even worth – uh, picking up outside of dynasty for like redraft or anything, because you're never going to feel confident running him out there in any week. Even if he has an advantageous matchup, not until we see something for dynasty purposes, his value is up there right now. As soon as he has a breakout game, I'm, I'm selling him. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to trade him on my roster. Uh, as soon as he, he sees a breakout game, if we can see that breakout game happen, we're doing it. Um, but the big, uh, the, the biggest benefactor in this you already mentioned, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it more once we discuss what our topic of the day is. So I don't want to do too much of a spoiler for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get the dynasty receive rankings here in a second. And yeah, Hollywood Brown, when Hollywood Brown comes back or he can soak up those targets and it can be, you know, Hopkins Moore, and Brown prediction. Where does Eno Benjamin land before we go and talk to the sponsors? So my hope, and I sent this to
1: you prior to, my hope is that he lands with the Chiefs. Uh, He's got decent hands. Uh, You know, he's not going to usurp Jarrett McKinnon in the starting role uh, for the receiving back. He might not even beat out Pacheco for like the starting running back spot, but there's two different roles that he could fall into that he could end up starting at some point in the season. So when we see the fantasy playoffs, right, start to kick off, if Pacheco ends up, you know, not carving out his role properly, which they've shown zero faith in him thus far in the season, if Jarrett McKinnon ends up getting hurt, which we know there's a history there of Jarrett McKinnon getting hurt, then we could see we could see Eno Benjamin actually step into a a role that uh, could offer uh, I'm not going to say significant upside, but at least flex worthy appeal. And hopefully he ends up following through with it because as we get closer to the playoffs, we've seen the chiefs do it every year, right? They end up running with, with Williams or they end up running with Jarrett McKinnon, for example, at the tail end of last year, they start including their backs in these cold weather games. And Eno Benjamin can be that guy. Cause Eno Benjamin's a good running back. He just hasn't seen a great opportunity behind the Arizona Cardinals line. That isn't great with Kyler Murray. He doesn't like to pass to the running back. I mean, it just hasn't been an ideal situation. So I'm hoping that he ends up with the Chiefs. I, I think that he ends up landing with either the Seahawks or the Rams is, is my prediction. Colts yeah. are also Colts also make sense.
0: Yeah, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Eno Benjamin was released earlier today from the Arizona Cardinals. He played, you know, I think, zero snaps yesterday. James Conner got almost all of them. And then your Kianti Ingram shares, get a little bit of a bump. Uh, Darrell Williams is on the IR. Eno Benjamin was number two. And then Ingram. Ingram is a good player and looked good when he got some playing time. So I don't know what happened here with, you know, you know, Benjamin, if they just couldn't move him or something like that. I mean, he can go to the Rams. Not that that's a good situation for anybody and, and he could, you know, compete in that backfield. Um, The Ravens, the Buffalo bills would be interesting. Um, You know, all these contenders are going to have to load up on talent because at the end of the day, you got to have depth if you're going for a championship. So let's check in with the sponsors and let's get into our wide receiver rankings. Uh, the first sponsor I want to talk to you about is Win. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas t- to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be-, be on the lookout for your WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has exactly what you need to win. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. If you bet $100, you're going to win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, WinBet, just so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. So let's go with our wide receiver one. And Brad, you can do the comments and let us know what you got. Who is your dynasty wide receiver one? Justin Jefferson, is that? Or Jamar Chase?
1: Oh, yeah. sorry about that. I was on mute. Uh, no, my dynasty wide receiver one is Justin Jefferson, um, hands down. I don't think there's really too much competition. He's clearing away the wide receiver one, especially at his age. Uh, what is it, 23 uh, Twenty three now? Um, you know, he, He's only going to go up from here. His hands are reliable, as we saw yesterday, making the incredible catch uh, You know, in, in the game last night. I, I honestly, like, I don't even think that is conversation. Like you might be able to, to talk me into like maybe Jamar chase, if you really like, you know, want to throw all the stats at me, but honestly, I don't even see it there. The only way that jar Jamar chase ends up falling ahead of Justin Jefferson for me is if Kirk cousins ends up leaving the Vikings, which I don't think is going to be the case for at least a couple of years now. Uh, you know, I, I think the, Jeff, Justin Jefferson is cemented himself as the dynasty receiver one.
0: Yeah, no, no, no arguments for me. I'm a big Jamar Chase fan, but I still like Justin Jefferson more. And imagine if Justin Jefferson had a quarterback like Joe Burrow. And I think a lot of people that is, that's the, that's the reason that people have Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson is Joe Burrow over Kirk Cousins. But you know what? Justin Jefferson is doing just fine with Kirk Cousins. Kurt Thuggins, and and, uh, it's okay. So uh, Jamar Chase is my number two. Who do you got it to? Uh, This
1: one's going to be interesting, and it's going to be somewhat of a hot take, but I have uh, A.J. Brown as my Dynasty wide receiver two. I understand that he's three years older, but the only thing that I'm aiming for in Dynasty is to get three solid years out of a player, three prime years of elite-level production. And with A.J. Brown we're seeing it week after week where we're seeing elite level production and we're not seeing the bust weeks and Jamar chase. I'm not saying that, that he has, you know, that he's a bust 50% of the time. Like he, you know, I think he has a bus rate of right around like 35% or so. Um, AJ Brown, excluding last year where they didn't pass the ball and he was injured and whatnot. Like AJ Brown doesn't have bus weeks. Uh, his worst weeks are still, you know, 12, 13, 14 fantasy points. So, I love AJ Brown. I think he's going to be a stud, and I think that his ceiling um, is as high as any other wide receiver. I also like his health moving forward. I think last year was a fluke year. Uh, Justin Jeff, or, I'm sorry, Jamar Chase ends up scaring me a little bit uh, in terms of his, you know, stature and his size in comparison.
0: Yeah, and and I I got Jamar Chase at two. I got AJ Brown at three. So I'm not I'm not far off. Uh, I will say before this year, the inconsistencies partly due to health. We're, we're concerned. You have two, two knee surgeries before the age 23 is not, not great. And then he's on a a low pass volume team. I didn't think he was going to get the type of volume and be featured in a way, you know, I thought this is a really small piece of pie. How are they going to spread it out with Dallas Goddard and, and Devonta Smith and AJ Brown and have Jalen hurts be the one that's serving up the food. And it's working just fine. And they featured AJ Brown and I, I like, I like his role. So I've moved him up. I was lower and I moved him up to three. So, so far my mine is Jefferson Chase Brown. Yours is Jefferson Brown. And then who's your three?
1: Uh, mine is going to be Jamar Chase. Okay. I don't really think like, I mean, you know, like you said, it's, it's pretty close overall, but these three are the elite level options. Um, after this, the guy that I have fourth, I'm feeling better about. I've talked about him on Twitter today. If you all want to go check me out over there at ff underscore intervention on Twitter, you see some of my tweets, of course, and you can see who I talked about fourth overall. He's somewhat closing the gap uh, in com- in conjunction with like where I have my wide receivers. He's starting to kind of separate himself to be in that top tier, but he's not there yet. So Jamar Chase is still my my solid wide receiver three. I'll be moving forward with, with Jamar Chase in a lot of my leagues.
0: And so this is where you get a bunch of – there's a, a lot of guys you could put here and a, a lot of guys that are uh, that are older and a lot of guys that are younger. And, and I can see why you would want to put some of the elite guys in this spot. And I can see why you don't put some of the younger guys for obvious reasons. And I had a very young guy, which I kind of think you're talking about, and I dropped him down my rankings only for him to have his best game of his career yesterday. After I posted my article. Um, So is your wide receiver for CD lamb?
1: It is. It is. And, you know, CD lamb is somebody that had what three wide receiver one finishes last season. And that's what kind of scared me off him because he just wasn't doing it. Like he was not showing us that elite level talent that we thought we were getting when he was drafted. Uh, You know, his athleticism always worried me a little bit, always kept me skeptical to, to whether or not he could be elite. And I'm not saying he's not athletic. The guy's a stud. But he still wasn't putting up, like, the same combine and, and numbers that, like, Jamar Chase put up or that um, A.J. Brown put up with his size and, and speed uh, uh, combination, essentially. the The bigger thing for me was, like, wondering if CeeDee Lamb, what he can do with the ball in his hands after he gets it, right? It wasn't even about him catching. It's like, okay, can he have these 200-yard these games? Can he end up having these three touchdown performances? Or is he going to be a guy that's going to go out and get you 80 for eight and a touchdown every single game and give you high-level production but maybe not borderline wide receiver one production? This is now his fourth week in the season that he's put up wide receiver one numbers in comparison to, like I said, uh, three total all of last season. So he's showing us that elite level talent. He's getting there. Um, I, I think that that Stevie Lamb is somebody that could end up breaking into that wide receiver one tier if he continues to show us that he is elite. By the way, two of his weeks were with Cooper Rush. His other two were with Dak Prescott. So he didn't even get he didn't even let off the gas when he had Cooper Rush at quarterback.
0: Well, he did let off the gas a little bit. <laughs> so and, and like I said, yesterday was a huge game. Yeah. But before that, he had wide receiver thirty wide receiver 36, twice, wide receiver 48, wide receiver 71. And then he was wide receiver 22 in in 2020 wide receiver 19 in 2021. And he was the dynasty wide receiver four and, or five depending on the rankings. And so I had him up there and it's just due to those, those reasons. And there's a ton of great talent. All these guys in the next Probably the next eight guys are super close. And so I dropped him down quite a bit. I think I have him at 11 now. I have to look look at the at, at my sheet right, real quick. But I dropped him down quite a bit. And yesterday, of course, I was like, yeah, I'm eating my words. But it literally was his best game of his career. And we're on uh, year number three. Um, So my number four is an older receiver. As far as Dynasty standpoint, it's Tyreek Hill. And he's 28 years old. Um, but Tyreek Hill looks absolutely unstoppable. Um, the Chiefs were not the only reason he was good at football. He is good at football. To his arm, it's not an issue. And uh, so I have Tyreek, Tyreek Hill at four. You have CeeDee Lamb at four. Who do you have at five?
1: Well, real quick, just to readdress, and I don't want to, you know, kick a horse essentially, but, um, you know, he still had, CeeDee Lamb still had double-digit points in all performances this season except for one. And so I talked about boom versus bust potential, and I understand like he's still not finishing as a top, but at least he's not losing new weeks. And when I end up drafting elite-level talents, if he's giving me these wide receiver one numbers that are boom numbers, and the weeks that he doesn't, he's still hitting double-digit points, then then I'm okay with that, as long as he's giving me enough wide receiver one performances to make it worth rostering at that high-end position. But for me, number five is Stefan Diggs. I'm, I'm going back and forth between – Tyreek kill and Stefan, right because Tyreek kill have we watched speed guys come and go essentially and tyree kill is a different animal right like that's like saying like oh derrick henry is a running back so at age 28 he's gonna end up completely falling off no he's a he's a freak right he's a physical freak he's a he's somebody that that the rules don't apply and tyree kill is most likely one of those physical freaks where the normal rules won't apply However, Stefan Diggs is just in too good of a situation right now where there's no target competition outside of Gabriel Davis. We're probably not going to see them increase that target competition anytime within the next year or two. So you're still going to get two more elite years, and I still think that Tyree Kill does that for you too. But for me, I, I think I'd rather just take the guy that I know is going to do it week in and week out, and, and Tyree Kill's been there. Honestly, like I'm – We're splitting hairs, and I'm almost talking myself into Tyreek Hill, moving Tyreek Hill above Stephon Diggs as we speak. It's very close for me. But I think Stephon Diggs is going to take the cake at at wide receiver five.
0: Yeah, it's, like I said, this next group of people, you could could talk me into some of these guys. And like I said, I I had CeeDee Lamb all the way up to four this offseason. I had him at five going into the season. And I just literally last week dropped him. Just so he could have the biggest game of his career, but I I'm, I'm gonna stick to that until I see more. I'm not gonna completely make the wave, but um, you know, let's talk to the rest of the group. So your number one was was Jefferson. Number two was AJ Brown. Number three was Chase. Number four was Ceedee Lamb. Number five, you have, um, you had Diggs, Diggs, and then Hill, Diggs, and then Hill, and yeah, then- so
1: spoiler two- it. Alert! I got I got Hill at six,
0: and and you're good. So I had I had Hill at four. I have Cooper Cup at five, and so Cooper Cup get at 29 years old. Now the injury is definitely not you know not something you're you're wanting, but he's literally just been absolutely on fire until yesterday. I mean, last year was incredible, and this year was been incredible. I mean, he's just been getting peppered, and if you're in PPR leagues, especially, he's just been absolute an absolute monster. I don't know how many times I'm watching a game and they, they oh they're like, Oh, he's throwing the ball, the cup. And then they, they zoom out and there's nobody even near Cooper cup. It's like, how can someone like Cooper cup be that open? The only other person that I can compare that to is like Travis Kelsey. Like these dudes are like always open and they're the number one threat on the, on the defense, the, to the defense. Um, who is your number six? Uh, it was Tyreek
1: Hill And, you know, as for Cooper Cup, I'll talk more about it like when we get into to my segment. But at this point, we're investing in in, in older wide receiver. And for me, when I do my rankings, it's not just about the uh, the overall value or where I think the guy's going to finish. You know, over the next few years, right? You have to take into uh, effect um, decreasing values, right? Depreciating yeah. assets. And Cooper Cup, from here on out, like he had one great year in his career. The other years have been marred by injuries. And when you talk about a depreciation, Depreciating asset. Cooper Cup is the definition of that. So I'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, but that's why I have some of these other guys ahead of Cooper Cup that we're gonna talk about here in the next few minutes.
0: Yeah. And so my number seven is Jalen Waddle. Who do you got number seven?
1: I got Jalen Waddle. I'm on the same same beat and path as you on this
0: one. Yeah, and I, I thought I'm moving him up. I mean he's 23 years old. Um, Tyree Kill, you know, there was some concerns that Tyree Kill was gonna, you know, make things harder for him. Uh, yeah, Brad's got he's got Down People's Jones at number two. Everything's. I know, oh, I'm just kidding. Um, so can't wait to see where 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 Chase has People Jones ranked. Um, yeah, we'll definitely uh we'll find find out where that is. Um, yeah, not n- not too much to say about Waddle. He's super young, super athletic. Speed is is an absolute. You know, he's he's killing it. And uh, Tua is is much better than people give him credit for. Who do you have at eight? So at
1: eight, I have, let's see, I've got DK Metcalf. Um, This is a, a stellar talent, somebody that still has some, some age to his advantage, and the way that he's built, it, you know, this is a guy that, as long as he doesn't take significant injuries to his knees over the next few years uh, with his size, he'll last in the league till he's 33, 34 years old, putting up big-time numbers. You know, we're talking about like a Trello Owens-type player uh, with way better athleticism. So as long as he can maintain that, as long as he takes care of his legs, uh, DK Metcalf is going to be borderline wide receiver one for the rest of his career up until he hits that 31 AJ pack. So uh, I like DK Metcalf um, at wide receiver eight.
0: Yeah. I skipped my number seven and Stefan Diggs And then I have DK Metcalf at number eight. So other than Ceedee lamb, which was pretty far apart, everything else has pretty much been the same guys, just in different order. Number nine, I have a Monroe St. Brown
1: okay well all right um for my number nine is chris godwin uh this guy's still young saw some youth to him i uh, still has about a three-year trajectory before his uh, value starts to decrease he's seen the targets from tom brady yeah i'm, sure I'm a little bit concerned that we end up with uh, you know a, a way worse off quarterback for the buccaneers but there's also something that says hey tom brady ends up walking there's going to have plenty of free agent quarterbacks that can step in and if not we could see the Buccaneers trade for for a, a, a solid starting quarterback that will still have the value with Chris Godwin. Um, Chris Godwin's had troubles from time to time staying healthy, but when he's healthy, he's one of the best receivers in the game. And honestly, he's like he's just guaranteed to get you fantasy points. There's never not like he's never going to leave you on zero, right? He, he's never going to leave you on red, essentially.
0: Yeah, Chris Chris Godwin is is you know he's a good player he's 26 years old he's not one of these older 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 players i'm um, looking at the ecr at the bottom ecr similar guys i do think some of the rankings maybe will adjust as the the season comes to a close and some of these guys will be you know will be out of there i do um think chris godwin might be another one of our big differences i have him much lower i'm at, i'm at 22 with chris godwin uh i, I like the player i just uh I don't know if he has the upside that some of the other these other players got, and twenty six is not super young. I mean, I got twenty eight year olds above him, but um, it's just it's a really talented group, and uh, you know I got him at twenty two. Uh, I got Chris Olave at number ten. Ooh,
1: ooh, that's interesting. That's spicy. I like Chris Olave a lot. Um, I don't have him nearly as high as that. Uh, for me, there are certain players right like within the top ten that they offer a, a significant increase in value over the years. And what we're seeing right now is something incredible, right? Because remember when we used to say, are you yeah. old enough to know, Dave? When we used to say, you need a three-year breakout for a, for a college player, right? Like, oh, they're, they'll break out and, and you're yeah, not going in the rookie year. Yeah, and, and so we believed in a three-year breakout. But what's happening right now is high schools and colleges, they're getting a lot better with their – um, their science, essentially, their science and their medical staffs are getting significantly better. So we're seeing the, these college kids come in NFL ready at the age of 20 years old, 21 years old, uh, and, and they're blowing everybody away. And we're seeing breakouts in year one almost regularly. And now it feels like if you don't break out by year one, you, you have a long shot to actually be a significant asset in in the NFL. So I, I do like Chris Alave. Right. But uh, for me, we haven't seen enough to know that he's an elite top 10 talent just yet. He's right there. He's borderline. But I, I need to see some more from, from Chris Olave uh, before I, I start putting him in, into that elite level category. For me, it's Michael Pittman. And Michael Pittman's been a solid fantasy asset this year. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been, you know, even spectacular. But he's been dealing with terrible play calling, right? Like play calling that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. He's dealt with cur- quarterback turmoil. And we've seen him still provide fantasy points in week to week, even when it's even when people are betting against him. Now, if Michael Pittman doesn't do anything with in this next three games that makes me go, oh, he's back, then we have a major concern. Then Michael Pittman's gonna get bumped down my, my rankings probably pretty significantly. But he's in a position to where he can succeed. He's he's the right age, you know, he's the right size that that gives you a, an elongated career. Uh, Michael Pittman could be a guy he could be that dude who's a long-term fantasy asset uh, for for years to come but we need to see it because if it doesn't happen in the next three games I'm bumping him down my rankings I normally not reactive but Michael Pittman's one of those guys that that I could be reactive on because he hasn't shown me enough yet to be in the top 10
0: yeah and I probably should have been pretty a little bit more clear in my process in my rankings I rank them based on like trade value and so when I'm looking at players I'm looking at you know can I get a a first round pick for this guy? I know that I could get a first round pick for Chris Olave and like someone like Godwin who I have lower. I don't know if you can get a a mid or even a a late first round pick for Godwin right now. You, you might be able to, but that that's how I do my rankings and that's how I kind of, that's how I value these guys. Um, And then as far as uh, you know, as, as far as my, my next guy I have, cd lamb and so we already discussed cd lamb quite a bit who's your number 11
1: my number 11 is going to be cooper cup and honestly like i'm with the injury and everything i'm pondering moving them down um you know like cooper cup is somebody that we talk about literally never being healthy throughout his entire career and never giving you a return up aside from like one year and when we talk about dynasty assets you know we're building these These dynasties, we build these empires around players who can give you points every single week. And when you sit there and you have to, you know, you're building up, you have your running back room stacked, you have your your quarterback room stacked, you have your tight end room stacked, and your wide receiver room might be a little bit shaky, right? You might not have the depth because you're starting three wide receivers with like three flexes. You know, you got a super flex in there too. So sometimes you got to stick in a wide receiver to that. And you have Cooper Cup who ends up getting hurt for five or six games. Now you have to move one of your other chess pieces in order to cover for him. And, and in Dynasty, I never want to do that. I don't want to have to pull a, a chess piece out and sacrifice that just to be able to cover for another chess piece because I made a bad move. Yep. And for me, Cooper Cup is a bad move. He's a bad asset like that you don't want on your rosters that leaves the rest of your rosters vulnerable. So for me, Cooper Cup, I have him ranked that high because he can't give you those significant like boom weeks that are just crazy. And he rarely gives you a a failing week. But when he gets hurt, he's hurt for an elongated period of time. And then it affects his performance when he comes back from an injury. He typically does not come back and and crush it right away. It typically takes him two to three games to to get back to that. Now, he had the most incredible season we might ever see out of wide receiver. But uh, at his age, what is he, 28, 29? At his age, I I'd much yeah, 29 years old. Like we're we're about to see him hit his, his age apex and everything from here on out is declined. So if you haven't sold him, you might have missed the boat.
0: Yeah, yeah. After after yesterday, it definitely feels you know, it feels tough um with, with Cooper Cup. I mean, he was just was getting 13, 14 targets a game. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Um, and then we have my my number twelve guy, and this guy again. I thought I was going to be the lowest on him. We'll see if, if I am lower than you. I got Devontae Adams at twelve, and honestly, I feel like I could even go a little lower. But he's thirty next month, December sixth, I think. He's about to be thirty years old, and the Ra- the Raiders just look awful. Um, you know, what 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 are your thoughts on on Devontae Adams Adams? Then who's your twelve?
1: Yeah, Tay's right there. So Tay's right around the corner for me. He's sitting there at fourteen. Um, You know, I, after this year, he's going to probably fall down to the to the late 20s, early 30s. So I'm getting ready to, you know, move him down probably around week 15. He'll be moved down in my rankings uh, just because I want to try and move him before he does hit that. I want to try and move him to a, to a, a team that, that's competing. If I'm not, uh, even if I am competing, I might try to acquire a big one if I have a dominant team. Um, but yeah, Adams will likely be moved down to the mid 20s or so by week 15 this year. Uh, for me, it's Debo Samuel, who he's not looking good this year. He's not looking good. Um, you know, he, he might slide down. And honestly, I've never been a big Debo guy, but he had such an incredible year last year. He comes in this year, and, you know, he's not efficient. He, he's hurt. Uh, for me, it's Debo Samuel. But if he didn't show me something soon very similar to Michael Pittman, he's going to get bumped down.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'm with you there. And Debo is 26. Feels like you just started. You know, we we got one year out of Debo. And now with Christian McCaffrey there, his role has changed. And he was the one that was hurt the most by the Christian McCaffrey trade. And uh, I got Debo at 13, so we're not far off. Let's check back in with the sponsors and get back get back to your, uh, your number 13. I want to talk to you about the SGPN merch store. Um, get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the d in your life. I like my coffee mugs, Brad's got his hats. We got everything from shirts. Um plus now from now, from now until Thanksgiving you can get 10% off when you use promo code Dallas Sucks. That's all capital Dallas Sucks, one word. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com promo code Dallas Sucks. All right, so who do you got as your as your next?
1: I, I love that code, man. Love that code. Um my next guy uh that is coming up in this is interesting as well. Is, is T Higgins. Um, T Higgins hasn't looked nearly as dominant as I thought he would without Jamar Chase. Uh, however, he still has that value. And, you know, he's still a young guy, still a young receiver tied to Joe Burrow. So, T Higgins, once again, another guy that needs to show me something. Even if he doesn't do anything, I'm not going to bump him down as far as with like Michael Pittman and Debo Samuel. But I need to see something out of this dude because he has not shown me what I want to see uh, thus, thus far.
0: Yeah, and so Jefferson, you go by the ECR rankings, Jefferson 1, Chase 2, A.J. Brown 3. We're pretty much in lockstep there with Diggs 4. Uh, Lamb 5, I was I was the one that was way off on that. You were right there. You were, I think, a little bit above. Um, that's the best promo code I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I don't mind reading that ad read. Um, you got Cooper Cup at 6, so kind of in the middle of us. Um, I think I I had, I had Cup a little earlier at 5, and you had you had him at 11. Then, uh waddle at seven both both of us but Higgins was eight for ECR and uh and I think that's that's way ahead of both of us I have T Higgins at 14 so um we're right right in the same range next I have Drake London at 15.
1: oh you're high up there on Drake London then yeah London for me isn't up until the 20s uh 15 for me is, wait
0: 14 right? 15, I I have uh, T. Higgins at 14, Drake London at 15.
1: Okay, yeah, Demonte Adams for me, and then Marquise Brown at 15 for me. Um, Marquise Brown, they haven't been connecting, obviously, because Marquise Brown has been hurt. But, you know, I think we tend to forget that the most accurate deep balls in 2021 was thrown by Kyler Murray who was actually missed half the season or not half the season, but he missed like five games. He threw the most accurate deep balls out of any quarterback in the NFL. He goes to to Marquise Brown, right? Who was facing double coverage throughout the beginning of the year, still ended up succeeding, but you wanted to to see more, right? Now they have Hopkins who should bring double coverage off of Marquise Brown. Uh, Efficiency should go up for this young receiver, this guy who played, by the way, with Kyler Murray in college. They showed significant chemistry at the time. So Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown should be setting off fireworks when he comes back from his injury.
0: Yeah, and I, I love Marquise Brown. I just, again, I'm ranking it more based on what I think I could get from a, from a guy, and I don't think I can get as much from Marquise Brown as I could or Drake London or my number 16 guy, which I'm going to keep. My next three are all rookies. So I got Garrett Wilson at number, six, number 16. Uh, I know the Zach Wilson situation sucks. I don't think – I think there is a – definite possibility Zach Wilson is not the quarterback of the Jets next year I, and I I think it's a hot take but I don't know I mean it, they're winning games but Zach Wilson is 100% not the reason they're winning
1: yeah Zach Wilson saw uh, in a in a weird situation right now because it's tough to replace a quarterback you know it almost feels like Jimmy Garoppolo-esque where like you know they want to move on from Gabby you know they they invested draft capital the the issue is that jimmy Garoppolo is constantly hurt and zach wilson hasn't been able to stay healthy but at the same time he hasn't been injured uh, as often um and for as long as what we've seen from jimmy Garoppolo. um for me at number 16 is dj Moore. uh hopefully they get him a quarterback this year but uh the dude's still a stud and he's still making plays even with PJ Walker at quarterback and PJ Walker's out now this week. So I, I don't even know who did they already announced who's going to be the starter, if it's going to be Darnold or Baker Mayfield or who even knows at this point.
0: No, um, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't know. I've gotten that far yet, but uh, that will be very interesting. Cause if you're a DJ Moore manager or a fan, you want to see Darnold I'm assuming and not Baker Mayfield, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Most likely. Um so Darnold
1: Darnold pepper, DJ Moore with targets in 2021.
0: Yeah, the first four games of the year, like DJ Moore was absolutely on fire. And then it was kind of the same old song at the Darnell got play hurt. Play calling was terrible. Yeah. Oh, and, and the play calling right now with, with uh McAdoo. Hope hopefully a whole new makeover for the the Panthers um and for DJ Moore. Um with some interesting receiver quarterbacks on the market next year, not only with the draft, but with some potential free agents. Um, who do you got at
1: 16? Uh, that was 16 for me on DJ Moore. Uh, 17 is Terry McLaurin. I feel like all these guys kind of fall in like a similar situation. So team, uh, Terry McLaurin for me at 17, another age veteran with bad quarterback play. Um, I don't have as much hope for Terry McLaurin as I do DJ Moore, because I don't think Washington's going to end up with a high enough pick because Ron Rivera is a terrible coach and needs to be fired. But, um, yeah, uh, Terry, 17 for me.
0: Yeah, and I got I got Jamison Williams, uh, again going with the rookies. I think you can get a lot for Jamison Williams, even though he hasn't even played yet. The hype is real. Everyone sees, um, you know, everyone everyone knows what what the NFL does with speed, and you got guys like Marquise Brown, you got guys like Jalen Waddle. This is another type of play, you know, that type of player, and so um, that's another team that could be in the market for a quarterback next year. Um, Jared Goff is under contract. Um, they would have to either move on from Goff or do some type of restructure. But jo- Goff is not going to be there for long. And Jamison Williams will be the, you know, he'll be there with the Monroe St. Brown for another quarterback here soon. And I have Brandon Ayuk at 18. Ooh, uh, what? Who do you got at 18?
1: Oh my God. You You don't say a lot of things that shock me. Right, like you're like we, we do our starter sit show every uh every Sunday morning on fantasy intervention youtube.com slash fantasy intervention. We do our starter sit show, and you don't say a lot of things that shock me. Everything seems pretty sound, but Brandon Iyuk, sir, sir, Brand, have you been drinking tonight? No, you need to no. pull a breathalyzer.
0: Brandon Iuk 18. Oh my
1: god, dude. Brandon Iyuk for me. Hold on. Before I, I go into that, I need to scroll all the way down. I, I I don't even see him yet. I'm at like wide receiver 61. Hold on, let me type let in me, his name. Let out. me ask you this. It,
0: it, wide receiver 52 I, for me. Who who do you who do you think you could get more for in a trade? Terry McLaurin or Brandon Ayuk? I don't even think it's close. I think it's Terry McLaurin. I think I can get way more. I can get more for Brandon Ayuk. What? Oh, we
1: need to pull up some some dynasty trade calculator stuff. We need to look at some of the, the recent Let's trades. Just, we'll in throw this. a poll
0: out there. We'll throw up with the Twitter streets figure it out.
1: Who would you rather have? Put it out there, hey! If you're in the comments, I need to hear which side of this you would actually have. If you're in the comments, please let us know. Who would you rather have, Brandon Ayuk or Terry McLaurin? Because I am shocked right now. I am, I am befuddled. I am flabbergasted. I am
0: shocked. ECR has Brandon Ayuk at thirty-four.
1: Where where do they have Terry McLaurin?
0: Um,
1: because there's twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. All right, for me, I'm going with Rashad Bateman. Um, I think he showed us enough to to make us think that he's a primary receiver. Uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think Rashad Bateman really has uh, decreased his value by getting hurt. Uh, we've seen Lamar Jackson uh, become better and better in the pocket to an extent, and honestly, it's better when he's not in the pocket because the defense breaks down he can buy time and hit Rashad Bateman for a 75-yard pass because that's what he does. So Rashad Bateman, for me, I think still has significant value um, as a primary receiver and could be a fantasy staple moving forward as long as he can stay healthy.
0: Who do you got next?
1: Ross, St. Brown. Ross, St. Brown, who I've never been a huge fan of, um, but he showed us. He's, he's shown us more and more. So, like, you know, we talked about uh, Michael Pittman moving down, right? And Debo Samuel moving down. Well, the guy that's going to be moving up for me is likely going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. I need to see it a couple more weeks to make sure that he can handle being that primary receiver without Hawkinson now taking away coverage. I need to see it up against some better teams because if I'm ranking a guy in the top 20, I need to make sure he can produce even up against elite level talents. But Amon Ross St. Brown has shown us uh, enough now to where I probably should be moving him up relatively soon.
0: Yeah, I think a Monterey-St. Brown is a little bit of a buy low um, in your redraft leagues. Dynasty folks are pretty familiar with him, but uh, he's got a pretty nice schedule coming up. And TJ e. Hawkinson out of town, just unload, unload targets. He avoided injury yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. He got kind of, I don't know if it was, coll- it was a horse collar, but he got rolled up on pretty bad.
1: I missed it. I saw part of it, um, but I I didn't see the, the extent of it. I saw like the tail
0: end of a replay. Yeah. I was not happy. Um, so who do you got at, at is that Amon Ross St. Brown at 19. Yep. So I have at 19 Amari Cooper. Okay. And so I've moved him up. Not a, not a huge Amari Cooper fan. Uh, I do, uh, I do realize he's got the home road splits that just follow it's him. It's no insane. It's so ridiculous. But, um, he's playing really well. With your Cody Brissett at quarterback, like yesterday was a bad game. What do you had like 14 fantasy points, like he's playing well. Just don't let him throw the ball, and he'll be all right. Um, but Deshaun Watson comes back in two weeks. I don't expect Deshaun Watson to be the Deshaun Watson of two years ago right off the bat. But Amari Cooper is still just 28 years old. Um, he's, you know, he's uh, he's going to be the primary on that team. And he's going to have Deshaun Watson at quarterback. So, if you're going to have a top five or six or 10 dynasty quarterback, you got his number one prospect. I got to bring him up. And um, even if you just traded Amari Cooper as soon as Deshaun Watson came back, I think you can get some good return, um, especially based on him playing pretty well this year.
1: Yeah, I I actually have Amari Cooper at 22. So, I'm not that far behind you, uh, shockingly. I'm, I like Amari Cooper. I always have. I did a debate with somebody on Instagram who wanted to uh, to do a show and talk Amari Cooper Allen Robinson this year, and I pretty much uh, destroyed him on that through and through because I think Amari Cooper is in a great spot. Uh, now he has Sean Watson coming back. So if you can get Amari Cooper now, you know, it, it, sorry for it. Sorry about it. So, uh, yeah, the, the road home splits are absolutely insane, which is the only reason I don't love Cooper. But Cooper Yeah, should if, be you a, got, if you got Amari Cooper
0: – and Kirk Cousins on your team, at least, you know, like when they're going to stink it up. So yeah. you just got it. You got to find somebody else. Um, I got Michael Pittman at 20. I know that's lower than what you have. Um E C might not be
1: on, in, in three weeks. It might not be three weeks. You know, might be completely different.
0: And like I said, I, I've looked at some of these, some of these rankings haven't been adjusted since the season started, but as of now, Michael Pittman for, um, Where is he? He's not that low. He's 16 and ECR. So right in between us. Yeah, he's, he's, and he's right in the middle. Um, And then I have Devonta Smith at 21. Who do you got at 21?
1: Well, at 20, we didn't get to talk about my guy at 20 real quick. We got Traylon Burks, uh, my dude, my wide receiver, one for this class. Um, This guy, he obviously dealt with an injury recently, but he, he was seeing the air yards prior to his injury. I think he started out the season seeing 105 air yards first week. Uh, sure, that's not great, um, but it is showing that they're willing to to you know give him those attempts. He also, in that week, only saw a 36.7% snap share. So, um, as we've seen him slowly work his way up, we also saw him end up with an injury. Now, there hasn't been much to say, hey, you should have Traylon Burks ahead of Chris Lave or ahead of Drake London. But what we do know is this team is going to have to make a move at quarterback here within the next year or two. And that uh, Traylon Burks could be sitting with a stud at quarterback with a better offensive line um, and opportunity, because I don't think that they're going to fix their defense anytime soon with how many holes that they have. So you're going to have a team that needs to pass that should be involved in the receiving game, aging running back who it's fine, whether they want to run the ball or not. We've seen AJ Brown be efficient on this team. Um, But the thing about the reason why I like Traylon Burks so much is because if he has a couple games in a row where he breaks out, you can end up moving him for a load, right? Like you talked about trade value and Traylon Burks trade value. What I want to try and accomplish with Traylon Burks and why I like him so much is because if people start to whisper that this is the repeat of AJ Brown, you can literally sell him for two or three first round picks almost immediately because people start to envision what AJ Brown is and what he's doing and what he did when he was with the Titans at the tail end of last season. And you could start to see just value skyrocket. So for me, similar to what you think you you can get, and that's how you rank. That's kind of like my thought process on Traylon Burks. I really don't want to roster him, but I'm also not selling him right now. I want to I want to roster him so that I can move him in the future to acquire a, a bigger payload.
0: Yeah, Ace, you know for me he was one of those players that he benefited a lot from the uh, the landing spot and so people overdrafted him and now people are you know now he's at the point where people are starting to get a little down on him based on you know the injuries and not you know not necessarily performing up to par yet um but even on decreased snaps yesterday he had six targets caught three of them um you know pretty pretty solid and and i I think like you said as the offense progresses he's going to be a centerpiece that offense And, and you know he's He's a he's a load out there. Um, we got an early return. Only eight votes in. Seventy-five percent. Brandon Ayuk.
1: Oh, get out of here! That's <laughs> just because they follow you.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, we'll see if if uh, Terry McLaurin has a good game tonight. That could sway the vote. If he has a bad game tonight, it could sway the vote. Because Twitter. Where is- are these votes on Twitter? What? Your tag.
1: Oh, okay. I'll, I'll make sure I retweet it. FF intervention. Yeah, you
0: got to you got you to sway the votes, man. But yeah, Twitter is very um, they they respond. They love Ike. Yeah, no, no. If any, no matter what happens, if it's a nationally televised game, they like every every reaction is ten times worse, and like just yes, Twitter, Twitter is all about the overreactions. Um, so my my next player before we get out of here, I said Devonta Smith at twenty one. And Chris Gobbin at 22. Who was your 21 and 22?
1: So, uh, Lavi was 21. Um, and then 22 is Amari Cooper.
0: Okay. Then I have DJ Moore at 23, Deontay Johnson at 24. Who do you got? I've
1: got Drake London at 23. Um, and then Kadari's
0: Tony, baby, at
1: 24. Um, I, I had him at 30 prior to this week. He showed me. He showed me everything that I want to see. This guy is healthy, and he's a monster out in the field. He's, he's a wide receiver one anytime he plays. So give me Kadarius Tony. This is going to be incredible, and I'm all here for
0: the ride. All right, so where is Kadarius Tony in the ECR? That has to be the biggest difference. He's 48 in ECR. I don't have my full rankings up, but...
1: How do you have Young Joka at forty-eight? How does the consensus have Young Joka at forty-eight? Man, that's crazy. Young Joka is going to be a baller out there for the rest of his
0: career playing with Patrick Mahomes. For for those who don't know who Young Joka is, that is his his uh, rap name. Uh, you can <laughs> get him out on Spotify. As a Giants fan, I am I am very familiar. Um, they were they were also. Uh, uh, Tyreek, you ho, my name, Tori Harris. Okay. Um, CD stay on the old bike for you. Got shot off it. Okay. Um, well, who do you got winning tonight? Sounds
1: like some young joker lyrics. Uh, it's going to be the Eagles. It's going to be the Eagles.
0: Yeah. Plus, plus 11.
1: I think it will be close in 11. I- I'm hoping for a lower scoring game, to be honest with you. Um, I took a lot of the unders for this matchup, but, I- it was weird. I was sitting there, and I was going through everything, and I'm like, okay, so Curtis Sam is going to have over, what was it, 43, I think, receiving yards. I took the over on that. I was like— 41 and a, half. 41 and a half. okay. Uh, I took the over on Terry McLaurin receptions, which I think was set at 5.5, um, and then I took the over on Gibson at 23 receiving yards, but then I took the under— on Taylor Haneke passing yards. So I was like, oh, that's probably a really bad bet. I'm taking all these overs in the receiving game. Um, but the reality is, is, like, you know, the Eagles get allow you to get up to, you know, X amount of yards or X amount of, um, you know, receptions to certain positions, right? But then they shut you down they, the immediately after you end up getting that. Um, so they, they, it's a bend but don't break. They've only allowed like three quarterbacks in the year to get over 211.5 uh, passing yards while still allowing receivers to hit their marks throughout almost every single category, throughout almost every single uh, player, every single receiver. So I, I want this to be a lower scoring game. I just want to make sure that I get the, you know, yeah. enough yards while not getting too much.
0: Yeah, this going to be a lot of running. Um, you know, the Eagles will, you know, they'll bleed the clock. And Avante Maddox is out um avante maddox was uh he's pretty pretty nice target um yes that's normally who i target is a slot corner over there avante maddox yeah i thought curtis i think curtis was gonna have a good night and uh you know if whoever was behind Avanti, you know avante maddox is playing is not as good as Devonte maddox that's a good thing as far as um so last thing dpj where do you have him ranked dpj is
1: sitting at wide receiver thirty nine, one spot behind Mike Williams, two spots behind Chase Claypool. Uh, actually, I'm probably going to move Elijah Moore down, but Donovan Peoples Jones for me is above Christian Watson, above Jahan Dotson, above George Pickens, um, above DeAndre Hopkins. You have him above George Pickens. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh man, Donovan Peoples Jones with Deshaun Watson is going to be nasty.
0: Oh, it's going to be so nasty. Nasty, wow, baby. I, I, I got, I got my 56. You can at me.
1: Oh my God. I love some Donna people's Jones. It's kind of crazy that When you do your rankings, you, you think that wide receiver 39 sounds like low, right? Um, but there's just so many receivers that in dynasty can, can make a bump and, and get you into that next tier that, that, that you think like, you know, can, can get you those fantasy points. That can get you value that can end up winning weeks for you. So like, I mean, guys that are behind him, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Cooks, Keenan Allen, Ty Lockheed, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, uh, Michael Thomas, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk. Myers. Yeah, like all these guys are like guys that you would think should be ahead of Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, just because that makes sense. But when you look at what Donovan Peoples-Jones can give you as return, if he ends up hitting with Sean Watson, uh, you know, it's absolutely absurd. He just had a massive game with Jacoby Brissetti at 60% of Jacoby Brissett's throwing yards or maybe it was 70%. So uh, Don people's Jones can be a beast. If he could actually get a quarterback over there, who can throw outside the numbers by the way.
0: Yeah. Be be interesting. Uh, Joe Reed. um, I'm going to, I'm going to go unranked. I got him unranked.
1: (laughs) Um, Let me check real quick. It's bad. I kind of gave up on Joe Reed. Joe Reed was a bit that I took in, in his rookie season. Um, He's 169 right now ahead of, uh, Tyler Johnson and Albert Wilson and Jalen Darden.
0: <laughs> um, uh, we got, we but got, Trevor, Reed's out of the league. He's done. We got we got 40 votes and Terry McLaurin's closing the gap. We're at 52 <laughs> to 40, 58 52 to 48. Ayuke side. Oh my god. This is this is crazy. I'm telling you, man. I, I just traded Ayuk. I, I had to give up Herbert as well, but I got a 23 first.
1: For wait. Oh, single quarterback? Or are you talking about Khalil Herbert?
0: I got yeah, I got Khalil Herbert and Brandon I Brandon Ayuk. I traded him for a first.
1: Yeah, Uh no, I I wouldn't even give a second round pick for that. Uh, maybe for Khalil Herbert, I'd probably do it early second round pick. I, I didn't want to give Khalil up Herbert.
0: Herbert, but he, you know, he I wanted to get that first. So I was like, all right, let's. Only reason you're only way you're gonna get Herbert and Ayuk if you give me that twenty three first. So. I'd, I think Terry McLaurin is worth the 23 first late uh, right now. I mean, he's looking better with Heineke, but how bad was he with Wentz? It wasn't he
1: was bad. It was Wentz was bad. Well, Wentz is coming back. I don't know if Wentz is coming back. I don't know that he'll seize a
0: starting job. And who's their quarterback next year? It's There's a lot of question marks to you know for Terry. It,
1: that whole organization just runs so poorly. Oh. I can't wait to watch it tonight. It's going to be a dumpster fire.
0: All right, man. Well, it hey, off. We got to go. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hey, everyone, as always, good luck this season. Make sure you give give Chase a follow, FF Intervention, and check out his uh, start and sits every Sunday at 1130.